to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Okay, welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today we're shooting another episode of the Talking Heads segment. Um, I'm fortunate to have Dr. Zetarenko here from Glenline Northfolk School in Victoria, BC. He's joining us as a part of our case accreditation team. If you've had the opportunity to listen to the Blaine Adley podcast, you'll know this already, but I'll go back into it for those of you who haven't heard it. Uh, Case is out accrediting Rundle College here for the next three days. We have about 15 uh, professionals on site looking at all aspects of our education, everything from governance to educational programming, uh, straight through to advancement and alumni. They're looking at it all, and it's a great opportunity to sit back and reflect and refine and celebrate what we do here at Rundle College. So I'm thrilled to have you here, uh, Dr. Zed, as I'll call you, and uh, thanks for joining me. Great to be here, Jason. It's wonderful to be at Rundle. The uh, case accreditation is good. We're, we're seeing all kinds of energy and enthusiasm from the students and faculty and staff. We're going to meet parents shortly, so I think it's going to be great. I can't wait for you to meet our parent body, and I know alumni come later in the day, and that's uh, that's all exciting as well. Looking so, forward to it. Excellent. Well, and thanks for taking a couple of minutes out of your very busy schedule while you're on site. Uh, to answer the straightforward question, I suppose, is what is excellence in education in your mind? Well, you know, that's a, a tough question, but I think I, I know what I'd like it to be. Um, in, in the schools in which I've been working, we always talk about two or three things. One is to create the opportunity for students to be well-rounded individuals. Right. And I've become very good at thinking about that in terms of academics, arts, athletics, and citizenship. Right. And the citizenship piece for me is the big piece because at the end of the day, I come to work every day much like you do because I think the students in our schools are going to make the world a better place because they care and they have compassion and they can imagine making things different and better. Mm -hmm. So if that's what we're aiming for at the end is to have these great well-rounded kids who are going to make the world a better place, what excellence is probably is something to do with helping students realize their potential and understanding where they are in all four of those areas and really allowing them to have the confidence, a psychologically and a physically safe environment where they can try things and fall on their face. One of the things I think I read coming into this school was the idea of failing forward. I love it. It's a great idea. And I think educational excellence allows for that chance to try things and try them again and not be worried about whether you blow it or not. But ultimately, you have some success and you kind of shape yourself and and move forward. Um, When you're looking at faculty and programs that allow that, a lot of what has to happen, I think, is having a really good understanding of assessing for learning 
so that when, when we call it summative assessment yep. or formative assessment, in this case formative assessment, and it's assessing for how are you doing and what do we need to do next so you can move ahead. Right. Whether it's how to be on your volleyball team or it's how to do your calculus or it's how to interact with your peers in a way that's constructive. So educational excellence is actually understanding each student enough as an individual and creating a program where they're able to keep moving forward. And as the teacher, you're recognizing that their difficulty is your problem to solve. Right. And so, you know, using different ways of knowing that little Johnny is actually being supported in an area where he needs help, or little Susie is being encouraged to try something that mm-hmm. she doesn't even think she can do, mm-hmm. and suddenly she's an expert at it. And so much of that, I think, in in our business is recognizing potential. Yep. You know, frequently yep. in some schools, you'll hear them go, oh, that kid's never going to amount to anything. But in schools like ours, you hear people going, I know they're going to be awesome. Yeah. I just have to figure out the keys to doing that. Yeah. And that's the kind of piece that allows for educational excellence where we're sort of doggedly involved in trying to figure out what can we do next to help this child get ready. Yeah. The other side of that is sometimes schools take on too much responsibility and they push and they drag and they pull yeah. and they do it all for the child. Absolutely. And so at the same time, educational excellence involves sitting on your hands. You set up the parameters so that the, the student can try things. Yes. But then you sit on your hands and you let them do it. And you let them make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You let them take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You let them self-assess and say, well, you know, next time I'm going to do this differently or better. Yeah. And, and, and it's that. I think the very last piece of this is helping kids to really think about where they're going and what their dream for themselves is. And, you know, I'll say when I meet with kids in sort of a coaching situation, I'll say, what's your life going to be like when you're old like me? Yeah. And we don't talk <laughs> about question. your career. We talk about where you're going to live, what are you going to drive, what's your family going to be like, what, where are you going to volunteer, what kind of pets are you going to have? Um, you know, just everything that makes up life. What are your friends like? Yep. What are you going to do for holidays? And get them to really think about that and then draw it back to, so what are you doing today, tomorrow, this month, this year that will help you move towards being that kind of person? Yeah. And sometimes even educational excellence can be supported in that. And you say, well, what are your goals, Jason? Give me your five goals. And then you map it and say, keep a diary of what you're doing this week. And let's yeah. see what you're doing and how that stacks up to achieving your goals. Yes. And if you're doing all these things and none of them are stacking up to achieving your goals, the quick feedback is, well, either your goals are different or you need to change your activities. That's right. So it's, it's all about understanding that every, every individual child has a lot of potential. Our job is to figure out how to help them unpack that and develop it so that they become very good in all those areas, they become advocates, they become confident, they become innovative, and they figure out what makes them, quote, successful and happy. We we talk about um, things like personal excellence, what's your personal, and what's your definition of success as opposed to your dad's or your headmaster's or whatever. So 
there. That's it in a nutshell. Well, that's pretty good. I'm gonna just probe, or I got a couple comments and a follow-up question. I think the comments come back to, you know, first of all, that failing forward piece or celebrating the non-catastrophic failure. And I think in our schools, we're talking about it. And what we're trying to figure out is how we get that talk to action and allow kids to fail in safe spaces. And so that, I think, is frankly one of Rundle College's challenges moving forward is is walking the talk and allowing for that failure uh, to take place. I think the second thing that's really interesting in, in the language I, I hear you using is um, I hear you using a lot of coaching language as we're talking through this. And I think coaching is a real central piece to a skill set that we can provide kids or our leaders or our teachers to maximize our individual potential and understand what their individual potential is. And uh, if you've listened to a podcast earlier, we've got a, a whole episode on coaching with Quinn Simpson, and she's coming out to to work with uh, with our staff again in the fall here on coaching. So it's really affirming to to hear you talk about that. the The big one for me though is this: is where the question comes in, uh, Glenn is. We talk about character first here at Rundle College all the time. In our curricular model and everything, character comes first, you know, in all respects. And I believe it, and we walk the talk, and, and I know that's rooted in who we are. But there's a, there's a challenge in that, because oftentimes our kids in your school, my school, are looking for post-secondary entrance, and that's based solely on academics in a lot of respects. I guess a question that I'd pose to you, Glenn, is, do you see that changing? Or how does that, how do those two interplay to, to maybe complement each other in excellence in education? Well, it's a, it's a good question, and certainly many parents hear how difficult it is to get into post-secondary, so they get extraordinarily hyper-focused yes. on marks. Yes. And you know, teachers will sometimes too, because parents are always asking questions, creating anxiety, and, and sometimes even fear that, wow, will my son or my daughter actually measure up and get in and be a success? Yeah. And you know the, the counterpoint to that is, I, I recall a long time ago at one of my schools having a discussion with an English teacher who said, well, Glenn, why are we doing all these soft skills and all this stuff to look after each other and all this stuff mm -hmm. to be good character and mm -hmm. good citizens? Um, mm -hmm. We should just teach them the academics and they should be just as smart as possible. And I said... Well, that's great. We're going to have a bunch of really smart criminals. Yeah. yeah. And, and she kind of went, oh, gosh, I hate it when you're, you're right. But so I, I think we need to be able to say that to our faculty. Right. We need to say that to our parents that, you know, being really smart but not having the ability to deal with all the things that go wrong or sideways or unjust in life isn't really going to be that helpful yeah. because life is about so much more than that. And I think programs in schools like, like Rundle and, mm -hmm. and like Glen Lyme Norfolk, programs like that allow students to get to where they need to go to go to their post-secondary. And certainly look at your track record, look at our track mm -hmm. record. Last year we had, I don't know, 2.9 offers of admission per graduate. Amazing, we amazing. We had about a million dollars of scholarship offers. Every student got a a good university for them yeah and and it was usually their first second or third choice yeah but it wasn't with all this undue stress about are they gonna get in yeah it allowed them to do the whole program and, and when you're doing the whole program and you're engaged in things with your friends and your peers and making a difference in the world and you're being athletic and healthy and, and 
looking after yourself and you're finding your artistic side and, and, and that, all those things lever up to allow you to be good at academics too. Yes. And, yeah. and I, I think helping people understand that those things actually come together as opposed to detract from each other is one of our jobs Our parents are saying, I'm really concerned, I'm scared, I'm fearful. Well, you know what, we've got this track record at our schools that's as long as yours are, your arm and my arm, mm -hmm. right, these kids are getting in. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be fearful. Yep. Yep. So enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, thank you for that. And I think uh, all the listeners out there can see why I'm so excited to have uh, Glenn as a part of our visiting team. Uh, he's been a long-term uh, friend and mentor and certainly somebody I feel really comfortable calling out to uh, anytime I need advice. And I think if you've been listening, you can see why that advice is so valuable. So, Glenn, thanks for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks for visiting Rundle. Take care. Oh, it's been very enjoyable. Thank you. Right on.